Okay, um, actually, take, um, you have that sheet, but I want to give out this one first. If you could take it, uh, let's see, maybe give it to the masses. Uh, I see the current event here is going to take us tonight and tomorrow night uh, because I'm not going to get uh, back to the uh, drug issue. Uh, first, I have to cover. Maybe we'll get to it at the tail end of tonight. I just wanted to finish the tshuva from yesterday and also show you Ramesh's uh, two short tshuvas on the bas mitzvah issue. Uh, some of you asked me after Mary of Tuvia, you were one of them, um, about the uh, bas mitzvah, talking about equality, and never some people who want to have a shalom nekeva and a brita and all sorts of other uh, strange things. Um, so what's the, uh, what's the ashkafa on the bas mitzvah? So before we read the tshuva, let me make it clear, there were different communities that did celebrate it more than others. Uh, maybe some of the Yekish community by the Sephardim. Uh, in Eastern Europe, it was not celebrated, as you'll see from this truth from Amosha. Amosha, uh, I'm sure, recognized that some people did a little more than others, but as you see from the tone of the tshuva, he's certainly very against making a tremendous deal out of it uh, because of the source that it's coming from, which Amosha doesn't pull any punches as he never does, uh, he spells out that the Makur of this is from um, Reform, Conservative, uh, the Christians, the Confirmation, whatever you want to call it. And once that's what's driving something, that's going to be an issue. Before Amesha gets to that, he discusses the um, halachic difference between Bar Mitzvah and Bas Mitzvah, which is what we were discussing after Marev last night, so I figured I would share it with the rest of the Olam. Um, what inherently is the difference between bar mitzvah and bas mitzvah that the halacha seems to assume that the bar mitzvah is a suddhus mitzvah and bas mitzvah is a birthday party is a suddhus v'shus. And the kasha is obvious. She's mechayev as a mitzvah at 12. Boys mechayev at 13. So either we're celebrating the coming of age that they're not chayev mitzvah or not. What's the chayev between a man and a lady, a, girl, a boy and a girl? And, and then you can discuss, first you got to figure out why there shouldn't be uh, a similarity, and then you can discuss why it's all of a sudden the last few hundred years become a bigger deal, where it's coming from. So there's a two very important shilohs which Ramesha examines. And um, let's take a look at page Reish Pei Tess. And here goes Moshe. Baruch Salai, see it's Simon Sadizai? You don't see it, it's on the other side. This is now her threshold into a chiyuv. You better know this well because your daughters might ask you. Uh, this is something, certainly as Dama Lahashiv, you gotta, you gotta be ready with some explanation. What I had shared with Tuvia last night, which Amosha doesn't talk about, but it's implicit throughout the entire Tshuva, is that once there's no Chiv, which Amosha will explain now, and it's not a Suda's Mitzvah, unlike the boys, which Amosha will explain, and it's coming from a secular Christian source, that's already enough. Uh, but if you want to debate the second point, because there were some communities that had the money to make something, it's clear that it has to be toned down from its neatest point of view. The boy is a more public, as Amesha will explain, more public displays. We have to know when he became bar mitzvah, the a minion, 
and be mitzi people, and a girl's uh, a role is, is more under the radar, as there should be a women's role, in terms of kol shkubas bas panima. So even if you can allow something, question is the labels of suda's mitzvah, and if you want a birthday party, how flashy should that be? That's the, that's the question. I will say, I mentioned this in a, in a shir we were talking about, probably a Thanksgiving shir, because we got the chukah seim l'salechu, making a birthday party at the age of 16, Bilaz, uh, a sweet 16, is mamish chaza treif l'cholodeis. That's chukah seim l'salechu. There's absolutely no source whatsoever in our Torah for the 16 should be different, and I never investigated it, but I'm sure the source among Goyim is probably very sinister. It's probably a nice word. Um, is anybody another source? Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's what. I think somebody looked it up last time. Oh yeah, let's talk about. And I was right that there was a sinister story. Okay, it's got to be up to. So to have that is mamish also. That's not to have a birthday party every year, and she happens to be 16 this year. So make sure you don't tone it up, tone it down. But but to make something special for that uh, is is worse than a bas, bas mitzvah. Clearly, bas mitzvah has some occur somewhere to some level. So um, I don't even think that, I'm hoping, that's not even a shayla today, no. There's, there's no, there's no from girls' school to allow them to do something like that. What? From girls' school? Probably not, but I think the establishments that are letting that them, are letting them put on tefillin, yeah, okay. Probably. Well, that's, okay. No, but it's probably not something that comes from the school. It's, it, it's more of a family-based thing. Uh, yeah, but, but, but they invite all their friends. You know, school has, schools have policy, rightfully so. The parents don't like it sometimes. But a firm girls' school will have policies on bas mitzvahs. And they run into interference. Sometimes parents get upset. The girls get upset. If they have a policy, the policy is coming from the Zikr Don't blame them in the school. Just the first thing. Ramayisha, when you finish with this tshuva, you'll, you'll understand quite clearly that Ramayisha is very against the idea at all. What we do and any semblance, any form is already a concession. Uh, relying on the other sheet holds, you can do something. Okay. But there are schools of various policies. Yeah. No, because weddings, it would be nice. By the way, I will say that the positive note. Yeah. So the, so the good news is good news and bad news about that, that, uh, that attempt, attempt or ongoing attempt. Good news is it actually met a Roshim. I could tell Azarov, I, I know where Chasnas were. I know that a lot of people who really didn't want to spend the money and were doing it because everybody was doing it, now at least have something to behind that we see they answer the Rabbanim whether they're cheap and they're trying to save money or they really feel it's a waste of money. It's irrelevant. Uh, there are plenty of people who cut back. Uh, people who can afford it. Uh, and certainly people who can't afford it who pretended to be able to afford it. Uh, since the advent of those Takanas 15 years ago, or so, cut back, and it made a Roshim. Bad news is, I wish it made more of a Roshim. And that's why you're asking. It, it didn't, clearly wasn't across the board. Uh, no, because a chasna is mefeirish, that's a suddhist mitzvah, and it's a mitzvah to dance and have a band, all those good things. And the point was that people are going at the hawk and they're going at the double hawk and they can't afford it, and they're keeping up with it. It's, it's a problem. Because the, the issue here is not what they can afford. I'm saying they're two completely different sugyas. The bas mitzvah is not because of affording a lack thereof. Chasna. No, because that's not the point. Because we have uh, from Europe hundreds and hundreds of years ago, Takonis across the board, that there were always wealthy people, poor people, and then people who wanted to pretend to be wealthy really couldn't afford it either, and many gradations in between. And they made Takonis not to spend a certain amount over, for, I think, for the sake of the simplicity. That was always in place, and it was always a fight. Um, so, so what I'm saying is that there's no if this is if this is simply on the bus mitzvah right. and, and there's nothing to do with money yeah. right, right, right. No, at, a, at a wedding it's all done you know um, I guess in, 
it's interesting. Okay, so so the makaris are many. First of all, let me just take up, use the word in a tzaniyastika way. Tzaniyas has a lot more to do the general ambiance than the uh, long sleeves. I mean, the sleeves, there are certain points you've got to wear your sleeves. Tzaniyas also means being low-key. Not do with girls. Tzaniyas is a, a certain tzaniyas in the, in, the, in the community in terms of, of being flashy, showing off, uh, overspending, causing other people to try to be jealous. So, so interesting, you mentioned the word tzaniyas. Tzaniyas has many different connotations, all of which are true. Uh, the makar, though, is, as I said, in Europe, they made takanas when fish got too expensive. They made takanas that nobody could buy fish for three weeks to bring down the prices. And they made takanas like this all the time. Um, it's just harder to make a takana in America. That's why it didn't succeed as much as we would have liked because it's a democracy and there's not one community and one shtetl and we're all over the place. You make it shul by shul maybe. We made a takana here for cell phones. It's working pretty well. I've got to announce it once in a while. But uh, you can make a takana for like-minded people in one place. It's very hard to do that across the board. So the good news is I made a version. The bad news is I wish I would have made more version. By the chassidim, to their, to their uh, praise, um, they, they made certain takanas on, on, on uh, kiddush and chasna. You know, one kugel, that's it. Uh, so they made a kugel the side of a football field, whatever. But, it, uh, you know, but, they, but the mice, they basically stick to it. And, and that's because uh, you're in one place and you're one base measure. The Rebbe said this, and that's it. You know? So, uh, so takanas are important. It did make a ratio, at least if somebody wants to spend less, they could do so. And, uh, and it's certainly lefi ruach hachamim. Uh, this is, and that happens to be a problem by the bas mitzvah also, by the way, and bar mitzvah. You're, you're, what you're mentioning about the money, that's a problem in this sugi also. But that's not Ramesh's problem by the bas mitzvah. He's got a much, much bigger issue than that. Uh, but it is a problem. It's a, when people overspend, there there are people. I'm involved in everybody's finances for good or for bad, and I, I keep hearing the same complaint over again. Why does it have to cost so much? We should really enforce the takana. Why, you know, everybody wakes up to enforce the takana when they start marrying off their kids. Um, but it has to be a collective effort. I, I can't, uh, you know, it's hard hard to convince everybody to uh, to do this. But um, I was campaigning years ago to move it back to where the uh, boys' side paid for more of it. Um, I, I gave up. It's free. It was on my side. I had one ally, at least. Uh, and I had given up on it, and I'm ready to start manning up my boys. So at this point, it's really a moot point. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, again, this is, this is a, uh, an issue that transcends the, um, the, the financial aspect. So again, the cash on the table is what's there between the boys and the girls. Third line down. She doesn't make a drosha because it wouldn't make sense, but she's peter from Tamatera anyway. This is a very important din. Uh, there's an Indian to make up our mitzvah in a bayayin. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, we're so into the Shabbos and then the Matzah Shabbos and the Sunday and the reception. Everybody's coming out of town. The main Sudas Mitzvah, Bar Mitzvah, is the Bay Bayim. If you make a Bay Bayim, you don't have to make a drosh and make it into a Sudas Mitzvah. It's by definition the Bay Bayim is a Sudas Mitzvah. We'll explain soon the Makar for that. But that's clear. The, the only Makar we have in the Gemara is the fact that he went from an age where he was Potter and now he's Chayiv and now he became a Chayiv in something. That's the cause for Simcha. You don't even need a drosh to make that into a Sudas Mitzvah. If he is by mitzvah on a Tuesday and then you make it on a, on a Mazda Shabbos or a Sunday, then it's not a Sudas mitzvah unless you give droshers. Now, the good news is everybody gives droshers. That's not really a problem. Gives a pshatl anyway. But he, Ramesh is pointing out you don't need a drosher to make a Sudas mitzvah on the Bebeim. So the fact that she doesn't make a drosher because she's not supposed to be giving droshers, she's not, it doesn't make a difference because the Bebeim is the Bebeim. So, right there, what's the chilik? 
That's that's our Moshe strengthening the kasha of the of the shoyel. Kedisa Magan Avram. I mention that because um, sometimes people ask me, but they don't ask if they don't even know it's a shayla. There is a, a big unit to make something in the BBM. Doesn't have to be uh, break the bank again. He could have ten people over the house, or, or sometimes some people get his friends and they have something over the house. The friends like later by however you make it. But half a minion over the house is a minig that you make it uh, after shkia after tzais. And the kid benches, he leaves the zima to show his bar mitzvah, he dabbed get down for the Amud. And then you have a suda. That's a real suda's mitzvah. Is it Yahar Vayar or no? In Europe, they don't have any of this. I think Rav Shach was very young when he came to Slabaga. Was it Rav Shach or Rav Iron? Maybe both, I don't remember. Um, he commented, I think it was Rav Shach, he, uh, he made his, uh, they had his bar mitzvah there. <laughs> and it was like a piece of ayakichel and a piece of schmaltz herring, and that was it. Nobody even washed them. It wasn't, uh, that was standard in Europe. Nobody could afford any of these things. So, uh, Baruch Hashem, we could afford to have a baby for 10 people, so you want to make a bagels and locks, you could do that. Um, uh, one mother asked me, can she make it sushi? I said, you can make it sushi, but, but wash, which people don't like doing, because the point is to wash and to bench if it's just all about sushi. She'll wash anyway by sushi, because it, as we mentioned, it's an anti-Semitic food, nobody knows what Baruch to make. Uh, so, nobody knows what the acre and the tuffle is. So, it's, um, it's a good idea, you get 10 people together and you wash, it's not that, uh, not that difficult. Um, so why is it not? Ramesh is getting to the fact that he holds it as an absolute Sudas for Shus. There's no Shaykhus to Sudas Mitzvah at all. Why? He'll say, well, okay, so maybe the Bas Mitzvah is a Sudas Mitzvah. What's wrong? Ramesha says, the Minig was not to make a big deal out of it, and nobody brings it down. Everybody brings down a Bar Mitzvah. Nobody talks about a Bas Mitzvah. Unless you want to be an auction. You could be a real auction, but it's wrong. And say, nah, so who had the Bas Mitzvah? They just didn't mention both. It's a little strange. If he meant Bas Mitzvah also, he would say, nobody says it. And that's a very important point in Ramesh's uh, uh, favor, and that is uh, somebody should mention somewhere in all of Shulchan Aruch, all the Knights of Kayim, all the Shaz and Shuvahs, that it's a Sudas Mitzvah. Nobody says it. The Pasha says, it's a Sudas Vashus. The Makar, we'll get to in a minute, the next paragraph, but, but whatever the Makar is, the Magan of Ram and the Amshad, they all, the Shach, they all bring it down as his mitzvah, they point out. If it's a Babiyam, you don't even need a drosha. And we'll, we'll see the Makar in a minute, but nobody says it by Bas Mitzvah. We say, So why don't we say, by a daughter? She becomes Bas Mitzvah, she's on her own. Barashabatarani makes eminent sense. Lucher. So why don't we say it over here? Again, the minute is we don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they do it in certain schools. Uh, I was told, I was horrified. I don't know if I was horrified more, but it's filling with this. I was told since we started speaking about this last Wednesday, another few schools adopted this new stance. Completely out of control. I was happy. There was a, a, um, an Orthodox rabbi who wrote an article. I told you I can make all the machas I want. If it's coming from our camp, it's not going to make much of a ration. Uh, you have to say what you have to say. It was a prominent, uh, somebody sent me an email today, an uh, Orthodox rabbi in, in Tinek who wrote a, a fabulous article. Scathing. I can't believe he wrote uh, so stark. It wasn't an attack on the Tefillin, it was an attack on Mount Orthodoxy, which is, I just was. Uh, did you see the article? Uh, it's, um, it's a classic. Uh, and uh, he, starts off, he starts off saying that uh, this is him talking. I, wouldn't, I would get in trouble if I say this. 
He said, uh, why is it that uh, modern orthodoxy is famous for cherry picking and looking for every kula of one Rishon that one Achra that nobody ever heard of and using that as Tzakalacha? That's what he starts off his article. It was, uh, he mamish laces, I, 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 you know, like, it's like the, you touch the paper, you say, ouch. But it was needed. Uh, what I'm saying is relatively benign compared to what he wrote. Um, and rightfully so. If they don't disassociate themselves from that, there's going to be nothing. The danger's over there. No, no one here is uh, edging to put on uh, tefillin. Um, so um, he deserves the Yashakayah for that. Uh, the Barsha, uh, the, uh, yeah, what sort of horrified me was this other school that adopted it. I don't have to mention the names, it's irrelevant. But uh, you'll figure out if you know what the schools are in Manhattan, you'll figure out which one it is. Um, I was told, somebody who knows the school, that A, they adopted the day after. They're not going to be outdone over here. So they adopted this policy the day after. And then somebody told me that they're, not, they're surprised why I'm surprised. I said, why are you surprised that I'm surprised? He said, years ago already, they don't allow the shliach tzibur to get up when they say, they're davening in the morning. They don't allow the shliach tzibur to say shalos anisha out loud. That's worse. They don't allow it. If you say it out loud, you get thrown off the omelet. I, I, I never, I say, you sure? He said, I am sure. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, that's where all this is coming from. Equal rights, and um, I, I was uh, the person who told me he's in the know. I, that, this, he said that's years ago already. He says he surprised this other school beat this school to it. Uh, and by the way, one of the one of the interesting things about the article that's written today by the, his rabbi is that he said that the shanda over here. The, the, he says there are hundred shandas, but the, the main problem is these two girls that push agendas are are, from, are conservative girls from conservative homes. So he said, the whole world is now, they're, they're reporting this in the international media. Is everybody saying that orthodoxy is finally getting with the program and giving equal rights to women, and they're all mellowing and this and that? He says, it's, it's a travesty of reporting. He says, this isn't orthodoxy bending. This is conservative Judaism putting their kids in orthodox school and then demanding orthodox schools cater to their, their beliefs, which is an excellent point. That's worse. He says, so what are we going to do? So now they're going to come in next and they're going to say the machit is insulting. So what, what is the position they're going to be? Problem over here. You, you can't, uh, again, you can write this and get away with this. <laughs> I was saying that, but that's going on over here. These are not orthodox girls from orthodox homes. They could have been, but it happens to be that that's not what pushed the agenda over here. So they, they, they want, the good news is they wanted the kids to be in orthodox school. Very nice. But whereas in years gone by, they would understand going to orthodox school has certain standards. They're now saying, no, we live in a democratic country. We want you to make it comfortable for our children. That's a big, and, and if you bend to that, then you've just caved in, then, then, then the sky's the limit. That's, that's, that's the danger over here. Did you just become conservative? What? What was that? The school. Yeah, I, that's what he was saying. He says, if you, if you do this, he said, what are you going to do when they come in? And they will come in. The day will come very soon. They'll come in saying, what's this Nechita doing over here? Why should my daughter be second fiddle over here on that side? Why can't she? Uh... And he says, well, what are you going to do? This rabbi said. He said, one of my congregants, he has a Malotak Shul. One of my congregants, one of the boys in my community came to me already after the news, he said, you know, Rabbi, I really have a tough time with this. They didn't know what, what part of tough time. He says, what's, what's your issue? He said, my issue is, if they can just as easily have the custom to put on, why can't I have the custom not to put on when I feel like I don't want to wear tefillin? Somebody asked him. That's a big problem. It's not. He said right away. And he says, it's coming from a 16-year-old, totally illogical, but that's exactly the problem. He says, you can't, if you break down barriers, and, and Messiah and Minnick doesn't mean anything, so then, you know, I mean, he says in the Holocaust, I was saying it, but it was, unbelievably, it was unbelievably on the mark, it was written so on the mark because he lives in that community. 
So you know, he sees what's going on. He said, how can we have any kashas on our children who are keeping half Shabbos and texting on Shabbos? He says, look at what the adults are doing. Does it take 3,000 years? Goodbye. 3,000 years this? Goodbye. So, so what difference? So what, in, in a child's mind, so what difference? He said, that's a minute. That's the race. So what, what's the difference? The 16-year-old won't understand that. that that's, exactly, that's exactly the point over here. It's exactly the danger. You, you can't, if, if, you, if everything's pliable, you can change whatever you want. So then the kids are smart. They say, well, what do I need this for? You know, she opts to put on filling. You know, tomorrow I'm going to take off. That, that's, yeah, that's what he said. That's why I was so shocked to read the article. Uh, <laughs> but again, I, was so, I said last night, I said somebody, somebody from their camp is going to have to write this article, and he did an excellent job. It was absolutely scathing, and he did it because it's, you know, somebody's got to scream, the emperor's not wearing any clothing. That's exactly, uh, that's exactly the problem. You can't just, uh, and people think, that's a mini, this, that, the other thing. He says, that's, he said, I didn't blame, I didn't blame this 16-year-old. What? I, I didn't blame, he said, I didn't blame the 16-year-old, but the mother of the 16-year-old, has he supposed to have this, the rights of the minute? The answer is, he's right. What difference does it make? Once you have that perception that we can just change whatever we want due to political pressure or money or whatever it is, he even went so far in the article to say that this is all a matter of money. And, they, and uh, this school and Ramaz and the others are all vying for the same uh, dollar, tuition dollar of the conservative parents who want to send to that school. And therefore, they have to cater. <laughs> he said that, not me. He said, he said there's, there's, there's a shalom moment in here. I, I, yeah, this, is, this is what I was all alluding to last night, but now I can say it more freely once uh, somebody, somebody put it in print. Uh, but that, that's what's going on. You, have, you can't run a yeshiva or a shul or institution. If you, you know, it's, 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 it's a big balance between keeping your eye on the bottom line. You've got to balance the budget somewhat, but not caving in to the pressure. And that's the problem when you have, if you have institutions being run from the bottom up, then the bottom line will end up being the bottom line, and then the policies will go out the window. If it's being run from the top down, which I'm proud to say in, in our community, I'm not saying there are no issues, but by and large, uh, at the end of the day, the shul is being run by the Rav, and the yeshiva is being run by the Manal and the Rosh Hashiva, and that's a, a tremendous credit. And, and there are very few things that are bending uh, because, uh, because of money, or somebody's worried about their job, and that's the way it should be. Not perfect, but it's, it's a lot better. And when, 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 when a parent body has a board and they don't understand that, and again, I'm not even blaming, I think the manal did the wrong thing over here, and so does this rabbi in a stronger, in a stronger way. But, you know, he was under, I'm sure the board, this has been discussed, yeah, they came in, they're big, big uh, uh, holy rollers uh, and paying tuition, and my daughter's putting on film from Bas Mitzvah, this is what we do in our conservative shul, they're proud members of the conservative temple. And I want this in my school. So he was screaming, it's not your school! And it's not your Messiah, and it's not your Yiddishkeit. So you can come in and demand. That's the problem over here. So um, it's, a, uh, it's quite a problem. If you want to see the article with Robert Brzezinski and Tinek, you can, uh, you can, you can look it up. But, uh, but uh, I know for many years, only, I, I'm saying it's a good, I, I was diving last night, somebody, I, I didn't know where it would come from, but somebody had to say it like it is, and if, uh, if somebody Haredi said it, they would say, ah, you're just bashing, uh, just bashing their system. But it was, um, it, it was. Kind of outside of the line, although a lot of people take a lot of issue, even in that community, with a lot of the platforms that he stands on. So Why, he's too right wing? Especially politically. I know him, for, I have to know him for many years. He grew up, uh, he grew up here in Muncie. He's not right wing, he's, he's a lawyer who became a rabbi, and I think he did the right thing. Nothing as lawyers, by the way, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, Rafi, you can, you can uh, join if you want. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm saying that people in the community don't necessarily look at the 
but he's one of their own. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I, I just thought the article was very well written and, and, and on the mark. And, and again, he said, I, I could say all this baremes, which I was doing last night, but uh, and it's more scathing than I'm saying it over. It ran for pages and pages. You've got to see the side. But it, 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 it's, it's like the critique written. I haven't seen anything written like that that spells it all out and is just brutal honesty of what's going on. And it's not about Tefillin and Tzitzis. It's, it's a much bigger problem. Um, but um, anyway, let's get back to the bas mitzvah. Oh, we're out of time already. Okay, I knew this would take a few days. But this is very important. And Mitzvah Shem, we will uh, get back to this truva tomorrow.